You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This episode of Locked On Hornets is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Lockdown Hornets is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. We have Miles Bridges rap songs to get to today, and we need to do an extensive breakdown of some of the lyrics yeah. from Miles Bridges. We need to get to the music video that he released. We need to get to players on other rosters that he gave a shout out to. I am highly interested in discussing Miles Bridges' song that released just yesterday that took Twitter by storm. So we're going to get to that in a moment. We're not. It's not going to lead the show. It should lead off the show. It we're should really. That. They're, they're <laughs> um, we're also going to talk about LaMelo Ball. When does he start this season? If he starts, is he going to start? We're going to ask those questions in the second segment, and then we'll take a look at the season debut, the 2020-2021 NBA season debut tonight, Golden State, Brooklyn, and the Battle of LA. The Clippers and the Lakers will also start the season off later on. The first thing we will get to besides Miles Bridges' song, it is Gordon Hayward saying he is going to play on Wednesday. That is from the man himself. Quote, I've just got to kind of play through it. There is no risk to further damage the avulsion fracture by playing. So it's kind of a pain tolerance type deal right now. He did say that he was going to give it a go on Wednesday, which means that you're looking at a starting lineup of Gordon Hayward, certainly at the small forward spot. Then you would expect a backcourt starting like Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham. And then you would have the other members of the front court. P.J. Washington and Cody Zeller, we don't think P.J. is not going to start because of the preseason performance, right? We still expect him to be four. I don't know. I thought I thought we were all just jump, jumping off the bridge with P.J. Washington. Oh, he's not in shape. <laughs> oh, how does how does J.B. bury him publicly, this, that, and the third? Yada, yada, yada. The sky is falling, Walker. Haven't you paid attention? Huh? 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 I, I have been paying attention, and I am not as worried as everyone. I do think he's going to start. Of course he is. Most people do. Um, so yeah, PJ and then Cody as that's the starting five against Cleveland. We mentioned this, Nada, when the first half of the schedule was released, you're smelling two and zero because of their first game against Cleveland. And then you see their second game against Oklahoma City. It gets a lot harder after that. But with the first two games, you could come out with the Charlotte Hornets getting a victory and uh, at least putting a couple of games in the win column, trying to get towards that 24 game over under that some publications have them set at 24 between 24 and 26 is what we really have seen uh, assigned to the Hornets with the over under like I, again I, I just want to see them play well and mm-hmm. I told you wins losses doesn't necessarily matter matter to me and they really shouldn't matter to anybody unless you're crazy enough to gamble on over unders on a team with a whole bunch of third year and younger guys unless you unless you're that person that gambles on over under and I know a couple of them but 
I just think that if this team is going to get ready for Cleveland and be ready for Cleveland, I think Hayward has to be there. I think to be just competitive in a regular season sense, Hayward, Rogier, Graham, all of them have to be ready to go. So the fact that Hayward's playing, I'll give him a good shot at winning. Now, granted, the next game like is almost, I don't want to call it a must win, but you'd like to win that one considering you're going to get bushwhacked on that Sunday game coming up this week against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Zach Lowe released his tiers of all the different teams. He's got the Lakers in a tier by themselves. Then he put together a tier of a group of teams that were looking to contend with the Lakers. And there was really no surprise with any of them. Uh, The Charlotte Hornets are going to be contending for a play-in spot is what Zach Lowe has. Not a playoff spot. Um, outright, but a play in tournament spot to see exactly what happens there. Do you think that's about the right projection for the Charlotte Hornets? It, it, it does seem like everybody's kind of going there. Not, you know, I, th- I thought maybe we'd get some, you know, and I know we've seen some Hornets fans kind of talk about this, but it, as you asked me yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you asked me about Kevin O'Connor, the names that are that, that you might recognize a little bit more. Has any of, of those have any of those people actually said the Hornets are going to make the playoffs or been a little bit higher on them than most people? And you are right about that, which look, we, we can we can act like, yeah, the, the Charlotte Hornets outperformed their expectations last year. Yes. They weren't nearly as good because of the point differential and all of that makes sense. And I completely understand all of that. Nobody is going to say the Hornets are going to get to the top five seed. I, I I am a little interested as to why no one thinks there's at least a shot that they get to the postseason, right? Like I know Hornets fans. I know there's some that really think, hey, this could be a team that actually maybe, you know, sniffs a playoff spot. I'm just surprised that more people haven't actually kind of jumped on this team. I don't think they're going to Nada, but it, it I think other people think it's crazier than I do. Right. Like yes, this is a team yes. that th- there, there, there are some things that could go right with this team that you could actually see them possibly get into the postseason. You know, if, if these younger guys take a step up, Gordon Hayward is legitimately good and James Borrego starts to figure some things out. I just feel like there's enough that could go right that could possibly have them in there. I don't think they're going to get to the postseason. I'm not trying to give this hot take. Hey, watch out for the Hornets. I'm not trying to be that homer guy. I'm just telling you, I'm surprised to see that no one has them as a surprise team to watch out to get in the postseason. And I haven't seen that from a whole lot of people that you would respect as far as people who cover the league. Well, because metrically, remember, this team shouldn't have won as many games as it did last year. No, I, I like get that. that I there's get that. that part. Then you remember that, oh, yeah, defense and rebounding are still things that you need in order to be a decent team, a playoff team. And there are other teams that got better. I think 90 percent of the, the reason that this team isn't this doesn't get more love is because you have Atlanta that got better. You mm-hmm. have um, you, you've got Washington, Washington, Washington probably got better. Washington right. got better. Like, there are teams that got better around them that were already kind of better, and the only team that you could say got functionally worse this year was Indiana. And even then, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much worse they got. 
I was going to say, I mean, you know, that it doesn't seem like they got a ton worse, but I know people are starting to be a little bit lower on Indiana for sure too. So yeah. And you're, and you're right about that. I, I get it. I just am, I'm surprised that not anybody has them as a surprise team. Hey, watch out. If all of these guys make the right jump and Gordon Hayward starts to resemble somewhat of what he did in a different role. Um, and in his Utah days, then maybe you could watch out for the Hornets. And I'm not even saying I want to see that. I just, man, there's really nobody that is actually having them in the postseason, at least as far as my timeline Go, is goes. concerned. But one one more thing before we talk, because again, something mm-hmm. that we've started to notice a little bit, like I don't know how much you paid attention to like the extension numbers. At what point yeah. do we kind of owe the Hornets and the brain trust, maybe even Michael Jordan a little bit for um, they might have been right about that entire whole <laughs> sign, signing Gordon Hayward to that money while they did they might have had a point all right let's get let's get to that in the next segment and then we'll talk also about miles bridges rap song i do want to get to bet online ag are you ready for some football because college football heads into bowl season and there are some big matchups this weekend even if you don't like college football get into the nfl regular season action because it's finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clear and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust that's bet online ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and and use that promo code locked on for 50% of your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts, and visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore ag on twitter to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business uh, in the business and you can sign up for a free account and use promo code locked on for your sign up bonus hashtag bet online we'll talk about exactly what not had to ask how do the extensions that we saw with some of the rookies how does that affect Devonte graham does it affect malik monk we'll talk about that next on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets have you ever had that one little bug that's just like it's not completely out, but it's like kind of dangling in there and then you try to sniff it back up to go away for good, but it just it'll it'll keep popping back. That's what I'm going through right now. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. The holidays are about giving, so I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked on Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked on Bets today wherever you get your podcast. So you mentioned the extensions, Nada. We are going off the scheduled track. Yes, today. we are. It doesn't it's matter. My fault. We'll try to we'll try to get this steering wheel back. No, it's a good point because I, I saw you talking about some of those extensions. Luke Kennard gets big boy money. Jonathan Isaac gets paid twenty million a year, um, and he's not going to play a game this season. Markel Fultz, the Orlando Magic, just decide that we're going to keep the exact same team and go for that last spot in the postseason. So they keep Markel Fultz on an extension. They get Jonathan Isaac on an extension. There were a few others out there. OG Ananobi got paid handsomely. Um, I, I like OG Ananobi, but you, you get those extensions. You get those extensions all over the place. And you kind of brought this up on Twitter. How does this affect Devonte Graham? Well. 
Bobby Marks was gracious enough with his time to join us on the wake-up call today. And I asked him if he expected any of those extensions to affect what Devontae Graham would get. And Bobby didn't think so because Devontae Graham is someone that you don't have to get the extension in with him right now. There wasn't a deadline for Devontae. The Charlotte Hornets can still work out something with Devontae. And we're going to see basketball from him that's going to dictate how much he gets paid um, regardless of what Luke Kennard made what some of these other guys made. So when you're talking about Devonte, Nada, and I saw, I just, it's, it's an interesting point to bring up. So it, it was just interesting to me that Bobby didn't think any of those other contracts had any bearing on what Devonte was going to make. And certainly not Malik, because this is someone that just has had all the problems, right? If it goes well for Malik, it doesn't go well for very, uh, for very long, hoping that changes this season. But this is someone that certainly is going to have to bet on himself. It, it, it was Malik's not going to take, five million, six million a year, uh, and he's going to bet on himself. And then anything much more than that, the Hornets might not want to do that, even though I would have taken the bet on that. You know, it just makes sense that nothing would get worked out between those two parties. But Devonte, I thought was interesting. What did you make of Bobby Mark's comments? And what did you make of all of the extensions? First things first, the Jonathan Isaac extension, the man's played one healthy season, one He's going to have played one healthy season, and $20 million is going to kick in by the next time he's supposed to be healthy. Walker, I want that job. I don't know about you. I want that job. Um, I want that body. I want that skill set. Oh, yeah, 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 let me be Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, exactly. Let me be Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> I also look at it like this. I do, I do see why Bobby Marks believes that this is not going to be one of those times where it, where it affects him. But there's a part of me that feel that that gets kind of nervous because, and I told uh, Rick Bennell this on Twitter, Devontae Graham's contract situation has Nick's consolation prize for not getting anything written all over it. And by Nick's consolation prize, I would go point to you at the contract of one Julius Randle, a gross overpay for four years, for three years, I'm sorry. In this case, it'll be Devontae for four years. But I could see a scenario where Devontae Graham gets four years at obscene money, and we're all like, wow, we can't believe this happened. I understand that it made no sense for Devontae to extend right now because he had a cap on his extension. I understand that it behooves him to wait. I just don't feel comfortable about this situation when we have these conversations about Devontae's extension. On top of which, like I said in the first segment, and I've said on Twitter, we may owe the Hornets Brain Trust a little bit of an apology for the overreaction that we had. Because if you're telling me that— But why? Why? Because if you're telling me that I could have a Jonathan Isaac type who's played one good, who's played one good year, one healthy year in four, and seeing twenty million dollars, then the Batum the Batum stretch, and the thirty million dollars is more than worth it for a guy that can show you that that can show the guys in the locker room that, hey, we're trying to build something here. Because as as far as I've gone back with this signing, and I've understood the signing for a little bit, the Hornets' front office has had no credibility with the players. I think the Hayward signing at least starts the, starts the process of building some credibility back after a couple of years of just not being up front with them. 
Yeah, man, I, I'm not there at all. I, I, as much as I don't want to harp on Gordon Hayward's contract all year long, I, I, because I wasn't a fan of it. We talked about this when we were discussing bringing in a Russell Westbrook, and then we talked about it on a lesser degree because it's a, it's a certainly a better contract than what Russell's is. But I, I, do, I don't want to harp this entire season on Gordon Hayward's contract. I'm also not going to think, wait a minute, maybe they got this right before they played a regular season game, even with these extensions man like you see Jonathan Isaac you see him get a lot of money for someone that's coming off a torn ACL in his left knee I can I completely get that that's risky it's also 10 million dollars less a year for someone that's seven years younger than Gordon Hayward who also came off of a pretty devastating injury a couple of years ago and has had a little bit of an injury history since then in lesser regards yet still an injury history and in order to do that you decide to use an expiring contract. This contract was going to be gone. And instead you decide to stretch that over the course of the next three seasons. So, okay, that move compared to a Jonathan Isaac who is coming off of a torn ACL, but 23 years old and be could, I mean, it absolutely has the ability to be a potential defensive player of the year at his peak in the NBA. And it, it, it's very attainable, in my opinion. Certainly all NBA teams that he's going to get as long as he can stay healthy. I get there's a gamble there. That's the gamble I take 10 times out of 10 compared to what they did with Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward's going to help this team. He's going to be a good basketball player. He's going to be a guy that helps LaMelo ball reach a lot of full potential and or, or a lot of different things. And th that's valuable. I understand that. I don't want to pay $30 million to the tune of also it affecting the cap with Nick Batum's contract. Nada. I, I'm nowhere close to saying, you know what? Maybe the Hornets had a point. I'm nowhere. I'm, I'm nowhere I know near you, as I, close I, as you are on. This. I understand why you say that, but I also think that the way that, and I think we're in the middle of a paradigm shift about how, small market teams have to operate, especially when we talk, start talking about 10% of your salary, going back to escrow and the owners. People, teams aren't going to want to take that risk uh, team, or players aren't going to want to take that risk of being an experiment or rebuild when you have no credibility. And this is why I keep going back to the credibility point. The Hornets had none. This, if this is the way that they had to buy credibility, which is $40 million, and buy credibility within that locker room and say, hey, we're interested in developing you and growing you, growing you and putting guys around you that can best like unlock your potential, then, hey, this is what we're going to have to do. And if that's the case, I think we're just going to have to be okay with it. Granted, I'm saying I'm fine without having seen Hayward play a game. This could all blow up. But for right now, I understand, especially when you start seeing if Hayward wasn't going to be out there this year, I struggled to understand who the Hornets were going to get to build around these guys and build that credibility with. Well, well, you, you act like they have to. Uh, I mean, you act like they absolutely had to go spend that 30 million on somebody else and then eventually just give a worse contract. to Somebody not as good as Gordon Hayward, or at least has that risk. Why can't you just have cap space and continue to develop it w with the team, by the way, Nada, that you are pounding the table and threatening people to be in your mentions that aren't going to make the playoffs this year. I mean, you know, you, you can get 
instead of Gordon Hayward at 30 mil a pop, then what you could do is go after and get somebody at 15 million a year with, uh, you know, different that are, you know, two players make that make that two players that help your team rather than get Gordon Hayward and, and allow somebody else to develop. You know, it, I'm just not in the business of doing bad contracts, especially. And, and even then, right, like you're having to wave Nick Batum's money to do so and to earn the credibility. I mean, if you go out and you get Gordon Hayward and then you don't want to get into the luxury tax because this is a team that's still a seven or eight seed at best. And then you decide to let Gordon Hayward walk at the end of it, or let some other players walk because you're going to get in the luxury tax. Then you lose all your credibility again. I, it, the, the, yeah, the Gordon Hayward thing, man, we're going to have to see how that plays out this year and how the other players around him perform before I'm willing to go and say, Hey, MJ, Mitch, sorry about it, man. You guys are totally right. I was completely wrong on all of that. Let's get to the third segment. Let's talk about Miles Bridges Let's. rap song. <laughs> Let's get to that. Let's have some fun in the final segment. First, I do want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar has 18 amazing flavors. The 12 original that include coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, as well as some six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and cherry bar sia. Build Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, they're low-sugar, they're high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Free Cooler with purchase is also available while supplies last, and you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20, per, uh, 20% off at Built bar.com miles bridges should we have a problem with the lyrics i'm a little scared coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets decoys all over the place they've got everybody down at the rim ball goes into biz they do like an xfl style where the wide receiver runs to the line of scrimmage except it's with Devonte graham he picks up a foul i don't care what you say nate mcmillan more like nate mcvillain get out of here quit whining about the officials you got plenty of calls the hornets got a call at the end of the game i thought it was fair hornets win it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast Make sure to check out the Lockdown NBA podcast feed today. You'll find season preview episodes for each division with team breakdowns from local experts, waiver wire additions from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Lockdown NBA wherever you get your podcast. Nada, Miles Bridges has a rap song that people are actually, I think majority of people are a fan of. And we need to get to this video breakdown because <laughs> one, I I don't think Miles is terrible. I don't think he's good, but I don't think he's terrible. I do think a lot of people are like, okay, yeah, it's pretty surprising because most athletes are worse than this, except for Damian Lillard, who is, I mean, I, I think Damian Lillard is the best athlete rapper I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, well, Just well, well the uh, here's skill. the thing. I would put Shaq above, above it slightly, but Shaq has more. Impact. I mean, Damian destroyed him though. Nada when they had that little battle Shaq and I'm old. a huge Shaq. Okay. That's, that's fine. But, but Hey, look, can't stop the rain is a jam and I'm with you. It helps when you got Biggie. Damien don't have Biggie on any of his songs. So that, I'm uh, exactly. To, so that means you are grading Shaq on a wins. curve here. That Shaq no, wins. Okay. That's exactly. Just, that's exactly why Shaq wins. 
<laughs> just based off feature. And I, and look, Shaq got a little flow to him, man. Can't stop the rain. I will bump that. I will. But Damien is a better, he's a, he's a better rapper. That's just what it is. They are both better than Miles Bridges, although they've got a little song that's nice. Like he released it. It sounds okay to me. I want to get to the lyrics from Miles Bridges. Though, let, let, let's, let's, let's get into this. It's party rap, man. He's putting that out there. Here's one of the lines first. He just said that the one that could that made me raise my eyebrow. And I was like, oh, Lord, uh oh, uh-huh. who's listening to this? Miles Bridges put this one out there. I just popped a bean in the club and I can't move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I mean, that's not what I'm worried about is I listen to that and then I think, man, did we not just go through an anti-drug policy with Malik Monk already? Like, did you not just see what happened to Malik Monk? And now we're going to be rapping about that. Like, you know, did he get a random drug test as soon a- absolutely. as he put that out there? He, he absolutely <laughs> did. Like, here's the crazy part to this whole thing. There's there's a thing called self-snitching. I wish Miles didn't do it. <laughs> On top of that, we haven't even gotten to the really funny part. There's at least one teammate that we know of in this music video. And mind you, granted if i had the body of a 22 year old nba player i'd be walking around with Absolutely. my shirt shirt off all the time but miles put a shirt on bro put a shirt on <laughs> well he did he put a balenciaga shirt very on true. nada very true <laughs> he, you asked him to put on a shirt and he got something for you balenciaga is what he was wearing and then terry rogier was featured in the music video just that snippet that i saw now, he was just basically cheesing just a part of the video to be a part of the video which i am totally here for now, if i was on that roster i'd be so upset at miles bridges if he if he did not ask me to be a part of the video and he asked other teammates, man, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I'm not passing him the ball. I'm not doing it. Like, here's the other thing, though. Like, there may be another one. I think there's at least one more. I think Jalen McDaniels is in the background of one of these clips. I'm fairly <laughs> certain. It's like, I know, wait a minute. I know that fro. I've seen that fro <laughs> before. Well, I was trying to make it out if if Terry in, indeed was Terry or not, but he is. Like I've done a little bit more Twitter research, and it does seem like that was indeed. No, I Terry know the, I know those sideburns. I know those yeah. sideburns. <laughs> That's exactly what gave it away to me too. I was looking. I was like, I think those are his sideburns. He's smiling. He seems he seems to be happy to be a part of the video. The other lyrics, he said, uh, "I ain't throwing ones in the strip. I got cash app." <laughs> That's an efficient way. That's an efficient way to have you. To, to, it to, is to strippers now. I might have I, to try I told that. you that I told you. Okay, fair, fair enough. Yeah, you give us a report on how all of that works. I was going to ask you this though, Nada. Have you ever felt so old? With, um, uh, have you ever felt more old? I should say, but before hearing this line from Miles Bridges that he's not going to throw ones in the strip, that he's actually going to use the cash app. What do you? I've never that? felt how so old. old? I I, yeah. I have. This is one of those times where it's just like I want to get my walker and then start like honestly I want to go get my cane and I want to just mm-hmm. watch some Matlock. Damn it, that's what I want to do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what happened to the good old days? Exactly. You were just throwing ones at the strip instead of using Cash App. The other one, by the way, did give a shout out to a interdivision player, another star, <laughs> Trey Young. He said, feel like Trey Young with these blanks. I'm not going to say it. Yes. He said, feel like Trey Young with these blanks. I'm a past that. He does use a derogatory term towards women in that. Uh, Very problematic. And, you know, you know, well, we're going to avoid that with rap culture. That is not a 
conversation I'm interested in having, but he does mention that line and, uh, and Trey young quote tweeted it and said, yeah, man, we're going to pass that. And then he's got fire emojis, the eyeball emojis, uh, Trey young getting a shout out in this as well. Tampering, Another thing tampering, I- <laughs> tampering. <laughs> That's right. Adam silver is not, he doesn't even care. He, like the NBA, they're not even testing for weed anymore. Right. Yeah, no, no. They just come out with yeah, that. Exactly. They're not testing for weed, but I'm, t- I want them testing for tampering. Like, look, we just saw uh, Milwaukee. Right. We just saw Milwaukee get banged for for a pick. Hey, hey, look, tell tell the Hawks to call, cool out. Miles stays here. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to get to the story, though, uh, about seeing Noriega. And I had never <laughs> seen this clip before, but I saw somebody quote tweet. Michael Jordan is going to hear this rap and immediately cut Miles Bridges because apparently not a. Michael Jordan hates rap and we have seen the clues before yes. we had seen, you know, the, the, the Kenny Lattimore bumping in the bus on the last dance doc is reason enough to, Oh, maybe he don't like hip hop like that. But Noriega was seen on an interview saying that Michael Jordan doesn't like it. And he was telling the story of being at a deaf Jam, a deaf jam Christmas party and method man and red man were there. There were a couple of different hip hop artists that were there. Michael was in appearance. Somebody comes up to Michael and says, Hey, Michael, you got red man and method man over there. And then Michael says, man, bleep rap. (laughs) Bleep rap. He don't like it. And Noriega said, I heard him say it. I saw it there. He said he don't care about him. All he cares about is Hove. That's the only artist he cares about, which I didn't know. Is this well known? Because it certainly wasn't to me. Uh, It's actually kind of well known. When it comes to the musical choices of one Michael Jordan, you got to remember the man at that point was 37, 38 years old. He wasn't going to be listening to No Hope. He was definitely not listening to No DMX. I would have thought he would have <laughs> loved Method Man. Red Man, not so much, because Red Man's like the Cheech and Chong of rap. But at the same time, like I understand where he was coming from. And as someone that's about to turn 38 in February, yeah, I get it. I, I I get I, I kind of understand. Like the man wants his what? Andy Griffin TV shows, wants to listen to Kevin's and Jeffrey Osborne and Kenny Lattimore mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. And again, maybe even some Kenny G. Who knows? But what? Um, what is better? What is what? Is, what do you think he has better taste in? Jeans or music? Because I want my credential, I'm going to decline the comment. All right, that'll do it for the Lockdown Hornets podcast. That wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again to you guys for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We'll get to LaMelo Ball when we think he should start and start to get those starting, uh, be in the starting lineup and and talk about his role going forward. We'll also talk um, about what we saw in the NBA's debut later on tonight between Brooklyn Golden State and the Battle of LA that'll be coming up tomorrow um, on Lockdown Hornets. Have a great day. We'll be back with you uh, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm.